The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Avalon HR. Day News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, we're just feeling the love here this morning. I've I've got Avalon HR in the building. Uh, get your questions in 437-1620. Uh, it's that time of year. I've got um, Chip Wood and Stacy Oren here uh, from Avalon HR, and uh, everybody's thinking about hearts and candies and stuff. But I know that three letters. That have been on my mind ever since uh, I don't know the beginning of February IRS. has been I R S. It's that time. Sounds yep. about right. Yep, and and that that kind of I don't know it kind of overshadows the whole feeling of Valentine's love for me because I'm just thinking, do I have all my W twos? Did they send them to me? Have I changed my address? with all of my former employees, things like that. So if you have questions, if you're feeling a little anxious this morning about, you know, Valentine's Day or what you're going to do when you have to file your taxes soon, let us know. 437-1620. Guys, thank you so much for being here this morning. How are you doing? We're doing great. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the W-2s. <laughs> speaking of W-2s. Yes. I got an, I got an email yesterday <laughs> from somebody that says, you know, I didn't know that I was supposed to change my address and now I can't get my W-2. Right. <clears throat> well, a lot of people's crystal balls go blank at this time of year. So <laughs> if you don't give them a change of address, they're not going to know where to send you your W-2. Right. They obviously don't listen to the Pensacola Expert Panel because that's, that, you that's guys true. talk about that a lot. Right. And they would know if they were an Avalon current or former employee, they mm-hmm. could access their W-2 at any time through the Avalon Employee Prism Portal. It's always there, whether you're still currently employed with us or not. It's available for you. But um, in addition to that email yesterday, we came across another interesting scenario yesterday uh, where we had a client that came to us in second quarter of last year. He'd been with another organization previously, was under the impression that he was in a PEO relationship with this company. and PEO? Mm-hmm. That's a professional employer organization, which okay. is what Avalon is. It means mm-hmm. we are um, the, the employer. The, the employer record. We're a yep. co-employer. We're mm-hmm. responsible for all the taxes, like the ugly stuff that right. people don't uh, want to do. I, of course, knew that, but I'm just you know doing it for the listener. Here. Absolutely, recap yeah. is always good. Um, <laughs> and he thought he was in a PEO relationship with this other company, and learned yesterday when not a single employee had received a W two that he was indeed not. Oh, so the day before Valentine's Day, he figured out that he was not in a relationship. Well, oh, that happens to a lot of people, I, I think, this I time know, of year. I know, right? right? right. It's, it's amazing how that happens. I thought happens. I was in a relationship, <laughs> but I guess I'm not. I'm saving yeah. myself a couple hundred bucks tomorrow, and uh, we're, we're really not. Yeah. So what basically ended up happening, this company that he was with is like, oh, well, we can do those W-2s for you mm-hmm. for a fee. We, we'll, we'll charge you to produce those. Right. Um, and then they said, well, just have your current payroll company add it to theirs. 
Oh, which you can't you do. You cannot do. Nah. Uh, because they had already been reported under a different EIN. Taxes has been submitted under a different employer identification number. So right. you can't just combine them, you know, just randomly with other companies. Uh, we were, however, able to uh, obtain the, the first and second quarter earnings and um, use a, a sister program to um to, to get the W-2s for his employees. But uh, it just got Chip and I really talking about, you know, when you enter into a relationship with a, a payroll company, mm-hmm. um, air quotes there, payroll company, you know, there, there's different models and structures you can go with. But in a true PEO relationship that you have with a company like Avalon, we do all those taxes. We produce the W-2s. And all that's included with your um, percentage of, of admin fees. It's mm-hmm. not something we, we don't come up at the end of the year and go, oh, you want your W-2s? That's going to be $500. We, right. You know, we don't do that. That's all included. Nope. So just be very careful when, if you're looking for a payroll company or, you know, an HR company, make sure you know what you're getting into and make sure that the things that you expect to be taken care of are part of your deal. So you're not left on, you know, like the day before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. realizing none of your employees have W-2s. You're going to have to pay you know, a pretty substantial fee to obtain them. And more or less just, you know, we, we had this man, he was in panic mode because, you know, he felt like he had let the employees down, didn't know how to fix it. And, it was just, you know, we a little bit it. of a little bit of yeah. scrambling, but you know, we were able to fix it. But you know, the cautionary tale of just know what you're, what you're signing up for before you head into these kind of um, agreements. Yeah, and and usually, there's there's most payroll companies, large ones anyway, they'll have two divisions. They'll have uh, a payroll division, and then they have a PEO division. And when you're in a PEO situation. Uh, you have the right and control of, of everything that's going on. And, and you also, um, uh, you, you can have a, a real uh, good time when it comes down to W-2s because you have to produce them. Right. And if you're not prepared or ready to do so, then that's, it, one, is stressful. It's very stressful. And two, you may legitimately have no idea where to even begin if you've not came across that before if you're not sure if you're a business owner out there and you're not sure about your situation give me a call i can tell you what your situation is we can check these things i can check i'll tell you what your situation is we we have the power (laughs) yes avalonhr.com go by and check them out today give them a call 475-1555 i actually have a caller on the line you want to go ahead and get to some questions absolutely all right so here we have casey from pensacola casey are you with us Yes, I am. All right. What's your question today for Avalon HR? Okay. Um, I have thought about possibly uh, buying a vehicle and going into business for myself, but I don't have the uh, financial understanding to handle taxes and stuff like that. Um, how difficult? Oh. Now, I know you all deal with bigger companies, but. For just like a single employee, you know, me employing myself, how much does it cost to have y'all basically do the payroll for me, um, handling the taxes and, and all that? Actually, Casey, it's a percentage of the payroll. It depends on, on how much your payroll is going to be. And then we calculate uh, what we think anyway that you're, you're going to be doing. 
and uh, there's workers' comp that is included in that. What kind of business are you in? Um, it would be driving a, a, a truck. Okay. Driving like a dump truck or over-the-road truck or something. Oh, okay. Well, those are two different things, believe it or not. Those are over-the-road right, trucks. Well, we'll just say a dump truck. Okay, a dump truck. Uh, as long as you're not crossing state lines, because uh, then you get into interstate commerce, the, it, it can get, from a workers' comp standpoint, it can get complicated. But uh, give us a call, and I'll be happy to go over it with you, because uh, it's kind of lengthy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I'd be happy to take a look at it and see what you've got in mind. The answer is just a percentage of what your, uh, your income and all that would be. Right, it's yes. a percentage of your, your, of payroll, your payroll, right. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, as an employee, okay. you would pay into Social Security, Medicare, and as an employer, there's a piece to that, too. Uh, but, you know, a one, starting out with one person is definitely not a problem. We can get you on board and hopefully, you know, partner with you to help you grow that business to more, more dump more. trucks and more yeah. people. Yeah. I, I greatly appreciate y'all taking my time. No yes, problem. Sir, thank thank you. you. Yeah, Casey, give them a call. Right, go by yeah, and check them out at Avalon HR. Thank you so much for listening today, man. I love that. That's great. That is uh, good. And that, that's a perfect segue, I think, into our main topic of the day, which is, uh, you know, starting your own business, being independent uh, in this world. I've I've had many run-ins with the IRS because I've been a musician my whole life. I've been paid in cash a lot. I've been paid where nobody took out taxes. Nobody cared about that. It's just like, hey, here's here's your money. And I didn't keep up with my mileage. I didn't keep up with equipment that I bought. There's so much to it. So I know the IRS is going to be definitely looking at this as we all do our taxes if we have any outside income, uh, you know, other than W-2 income. So how do we know if uh, if we are an independent contractor and we do have to worry about these things, is it is it just you have a 1099 show up in the mail and all of a sudden you're an independent contractor? How does that work? Well, an independent contractor, the IRS, and I, I actually brought a, a sheet today that uh, depicts what they look at to determine, for the most part, what an independent contractor is and isn't. They have a 20-point test and uh, there are things on this 20-point test that they look at uh, from a profit and loss statement, from an investment statement. Um, do you work for more than one firm? Um, well, the biggest things I think I look at when someone calls me and says, hey, you know, can I bring this person on as a 1099? You know, my first question is, are you going to be controlling their schedule? Are you telling them when they have to work, are you dictating the scope of work, um, and and things like that's what I look for. And if the answer, you know, we we got a question just when I walked in this morning. It's like, hey, we have a ten ninety nine employee, but we'd like him to clock in and out on our time clock system. Is that a problem? Yep. Yes, yes, that is a problem. That's a real problem. That's a big problem. That's now a, he's an employee. Yeah, now he just became your employee, and you're responsible for taxes. Yeah, you got to pay your part. Right. So, you know, those, those are the big things. Like I said, there is a full 20-point checklist, but usually those first two questions can make or break that answer right there. That's usually mm -hmm. all I need to hear before I can say yes or no. Um, and if they say, well, no, he can, you know, work when he wants to or whatnot, then we start talking about some of the other ones. But, I, you know, typically those first two are the ones that, you know, most people are thinking of. Uh, we, we have an auditor um, within our organization who is a 1099 employee. And we always kind of laugh because um, 
we don't know when he's coming in or not. I mean, he's very good at communicating, but like, you know, you can't say, oh, well, I know he's going to be here at nine o'clock this morning because we've right. told him to be. We, we can't say that. Mm. It's like, yeah, we know he'll be here today. It could be nine, 10, 11, 12. It, it's up to him because he doesn't work for us. He works for himself. So we literally cannot control you know, yes, we give him work to do. Yes, he knows the, the guidelines and timelines associated with that. But if he wants to do it from his kitchen table at midnight, we can't stop him. All right. So I have a question on that from the musician sure. standpoint, personally. All right. So people give me, you know, cash for playing gigs. I keep track of all that and all my expenses now. But the gig starts at 9 p.m. at, you know, Juana's or wherever I have to mm-hmm. play. So there is a time schedule there that I have to meet. But I'm still getting paid as an independent contractor, right? So how does that? So is that? How You're does that work? Agreeing to those terms—that that's a little different. That's okay. a one-time situation. They're not mm. saying, "Hey, we want you here Every day. five nights a week from nine until midnight." Gotcha. Well, then they would need to look at that. Okay. Um, if you have a contract where it's like, "Hey, Jake, this event starts at nine and lasts until twelve. Are you available? Can you do that?" Mm. Then that's. That's where the difference is. Okay. And under a certain threshold, like I said, um, they're not even required to 1099 you if it's unless it goes over a certain amount in the course of a year. Right. So if you're just playing a one-off gig for $200, then they give you cash for $200. They're not going to report that to mm-hmm. the IRS. You... I report it as miscellaneous you income. It, right, as income for you and have those taxes withheld, but right. they won't until it gets over that $600 mark. The, the IRS does make exceptions for certain businesses. Mm. Um, a, a lot of them are considered entertainers, such as yourself. So oh, that I, falls oh, I'm entertaining. <laughs> so, so that falls into that category. Um, uh, adult estash, establishments. Mm. Uh, this is a good example of that. Uh, the young ladies that work at these adult establishments, they're considered independent contractors, right. although the business would not do very well without them. Right. So are they an employee or are they an independent contractor? Well, the IRS, this actually went to court several years back, and the IRS ruled that they are independent contractors because they're entertainers, I guess, on some level. So, right. so the, these yeah. things, you know, there's there's very, very few things. Well, there are definitely some things that are black or white, but there is also a lot of gray areas. And, and Chip and I have to live in the gray a lot um, because we have to come up with something that, A, is legal, mm-hmm. that is truthful, even though it may be a bit of a stretch of the definition. Like when we're trying to classify... Um, people for work comp okay mm-hmm. what we don't want to do is uh, out and out lie and have somebody get hurt and they'll say well they weren't covered for this job you know we covered them for job a and they were doing job b so you've got no coverage but at the same time we want to do the best you know from a financial state point standpoint for our clients you know we don't want to put you into a class code that's 10 times more expensive if that's not what you're actually doing Mm, and we got into that not too long ago we had a big discussion with our carrier over a um somebody who did basic handyman type work Mm -hmm. like if you know for if a paper towel holder fell off they went in and put it back if your toilet paper dispenser broke if your toilet needed the little flap thing changed that type work Mm -hmm. but our work comp carrier wanted to 
classify them as construction, like ground like building, uh, a house. building a house. Oh, and no. Like, and, and the rate difference on those two is yeah. tremendous. Is tremendous. So, I mean, we actually had to go back and argue. We're like, this is not what these people do. <laughs> you know, Chip does an extreme amount of due diligence before he selects a code for these people just to make sure that we are all covered, that we have done, you know, what we should be doing. And so when... The- and another thing, too, is sometimes these people will come to us and say, well, this is what I do. And then it's not really what they're doing. Uh, right. And sometimes <laughs> okay. we get duped. Okay, um, yeah. And then we, we've run into where we've had people do things, and you go to their website, and it's just like resumes. You know, people tend to embellish, especially a website. No, you sure. want to you want to look your best, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you have got things on your website that, A, you are not going to do as a company, you can't do, you won't do, our work comp carrier goes and looks at your website to see if it That's lines up. That's the first up. thing they do. Mm-hmm. And then the they'll come back and they'll be like. The first thing that an underwriter like, will do is go to a website and they will see if you're really a concrete, you pour driveways or are you pouring parking garages, parking garages. 10 mm-hmm. stories high. And there's yeah. a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, that's why, you know, with, with Casey calling in there, there's, there's a lot of questions that we have to ask. And it's not to drive you crazy. And it's not because we just have nothing else to do. Mm. It's to make sure that we've put you in a spot where you are going to be covered. You're going to have the protections you need. And that, that's why I was telling Casey, are you going out of state? Mm. Or are you staying in state? Because one is now you're dealing in interstate commerce. Oh. The laws in Alabama are different, are different than the laws in Florida mm-hmm. when it comes to these things. So you have to make sure that you get everybody properly classified. And it is a third degree felony, by the way, if you are improperly classified um, on purpose. Ooh. Right. And Chip and That's I both serious. share the theory. We, we don't like anybody enough to go to jail for them. Right. So we're never knowingly going to commit fraud. Nope. Right. Um, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Nope. We just no. But what's great about that. Avalon, check them out at AvalonHR.com or give them a call 475-1555. Uh, the great thing about Avalon HR is you guys have somebody on the inside at the IRS, right? Yes. You have your own IRS agent. Yes, basically we do. Yeah. Um, they We have to make tax deposits uh, on a very frequent basis because right. of all the clients we have. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we have a, a, our own internal, I guess, agents are a good word. Yeah, mm-hmm. helps Representative us out, guides is what us, we call them. Yeah. Kind of lets us know of things, you know, not insider information, but things that are coming that we need to be um, on the lookout for that, you know, those little things that kind of get lost. We, we get communications daily from multiple organizations that we're affiliated with. And, you know, our agent just makes sure that, hey, did you see that this is changing and this pertains mm. to you? Right. Um, and then if we have questions or issues um, with, with different things, we have a go-to point that we can go and ask questions and get some help and some guidance. Clarification. Um, yeah, it yeah. just kind of helps, you know, slow down on the 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 muck because if you've ever so much as looked at the irs website it's about as clear as mud sometimes right. it's not easy to maneuver yeah and so it's, it really helps we are an irs certified peo which means we have to go through um, an internal audit than an external audit we are held to a little bit higher standards than a peo that's not irs certified right. um, and it's you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of extra work and it's a lot of extra cost, but mm-hmm. but it adds a layer of safety for our clients, uh, knowing that that 
we are certified by the IRS. That means in case, if God forbid, we made a mistake on something, right? they would not hold our client responsible. Mm. They hold us responsible. Very important. But that's why we have to have so many mm. audits. It's Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Avalon HR in the building. I've got Chip and Stacy in here. We do have a question coming in on the text line here, 437-1620. Get your questions in before it's too late. Has Avalon HR had any ERC problems receiving payments due to fraudulent claims? We've been questioned quite a bit. Uh, uh, what, what is ERC? What, what is that? It's the retention credits. Employee, uh, employee retention credits. Okay. Yeah. That uh, they were uh, doing, if you if you paid your employees while they were, when COVID was going on, if you paid your employees while they were out, um, you were eligible for that tax credit. And we've processed a bunch. Bunch. They mm. are behind as far as problems. I don't know, you know, they are still behind. Not every in- employer we have filed for has received um, all the ERCs they are due. Mm. Um, they came back not too long ago and uh, said that they had destroyed an entire quarter's worth, not just ours, like across the board, mm. um, in error. So we had to resubmit wow. those. And so, so yeah, there's definite delays in some of them receiving the ERC credits. We have been questioned about some where the IRS has came back and asked for additional information. But the thing about these credits that is imperative is we filed based off information our clients provided for to us. We don't know how their business is doing from a financial standpoint. Like we don't get involved with their material cost. We are simply their payroll cost. Right. We have all that, but for the rest of it, on whether you made a profit or loss based off you know material cost, overhead, uh, building overhead, and things like that, we have to rely off the information that our clients provided to us. So based off that, we've had a couple of questions. We have not had any ERCs uh, called back if you will, by the IRS. They haven't asked that any of our clients... Return um, the money. Return the money, <laughs> but it, it is a slow-going process. They have not all been processed. Just um, remember, you're dealing with an agency of the federal government, mm. which does not account for speed. Right. At all. Yes. Yes. So, in, in, you know, in that instance, yes, there has been some, some issues from that standpoint. What are some tips for people who maybe are doing the independent contractor thing for the first time this year? What 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 can they look out for? What are some tips? Keep very organized records. Yeah. Mm. Set aside twenty percent of all your earnings. At least twenty percent. To to pay in in tax liabilities. Um, you got keep, you got state unemployment tax, which is going to vary a little bit. Right. The bu- new business start rate in Florida is two point seven percent. Hmm. Then the Federal Unemployment Taxing Authority, which is your FUDA, that is uh, 0.6%. Hmm. And uh, then you have 7.65%, which is your Social Security and Medicare tax. And those things are things that you should withhold from your, your checks because you're going to, they will be due. Right. Right. Just keep very organized records, set some of that money aside so it's not a big shock come up this time of year for you. And I can say just from uh, delivering food uh, for the last few years, keep track of your mileage. Yes. yes. Because what is it, 65 cents now for this year, yeah, I think? It, it 65 changes. and a half. Is it 65? It's going to change year? next year, too. It, usually the IRS adjusts the mileage rate every year. But, yeah, yeah, keep up with that. Keep track of your mileage. I'll say Save keep you a lot of money. good records. Yep. 
yes. but make sure you keep a, a mileage log as you drive around. Yes, just any written log, yeah. That's one of the first things they would ask for is your log. Right. All right. Great information. Uh, Valentine's Day. Have a great time tonight. And just remember, it's time to do your taxes. Time to get all those documents together. If you have any questions, avalonhr.com. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Thank you.